Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of If We Can Just Say. I am your host, Jessica Carter-Ogle, and with me, as always, is my husband, Stephen Ogle. Hello, everyone. Welcome again. Yep. Welcome. <laughs> welcome, everybody. Hello, everybody, and welcome again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, good times. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> welcome to a wonderful edition. Yep. What number is this? Ninety. 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 Can you believe we've been doing this for 90 episodes? No, I cannot. I it's, cannot. It's crazy. Absolutely. It's absolutely crazy. I, I, Dreams do come true, don't they, Stephen? You know, I wasn't sure that we, you would make it this far, but I'm proud of you. You've made me. I mean, I'm here. Yes, I made it. <laughs> I made it. Yeah. So, I'm uh, here of my own volition. So what do we got happening? Well, it's freezing down here in the basement. I've had my heater on most oh of the day. Oh, my God, y'all. I almost passed away when I came down here and felt <laughs> how cold it was. I'm down here under a blanket. He won't turn the heater on because he doesn't want it to get picked up by the feedback on the mic, just as I'm not allowed to breathe when we're counting down <laughs> all the rules down here. I might actually pass away from lack of oxygen or from freezing. You know, it's funny because she makes fun of me for having a heater down here, but now I think she finally gets a little glimpse into what every day down here is for me. Well, people are always like, heat rises, heat rises. And I was in my office today upstairs in like the second level of our house, and I was freezing. So are you, are it you, didn't rise. Are you colder now than you were then? The basement and the upstairs were both cold. The only level that seemed okay was the middle, the main floor. The middle the middle floor, ladies and gentlemen. The <laughs> middle. The middle floor. The one that sits on the ground, not in the ground. Yeah. Or above the ground. The so one that sits on the ground. We're on the topic of heaters. We returned one this week. Why'd we do that? Well, because we were the two dunce caps who thought that we could buy a space heater to heat our three season Florida room that has no insulation so we could work out in there. Yeah, not a, because my not parents were like, this heater worked for us when like our heat was out. But yeah, it worked for them. But their house is insulated. So they didn't have, you know, they had less to yeah. combat. Like we had no insulation. The windows were crappy and the door had like some gap. So it didn't work. Yeah. So this is the moral of the story. So we're going to be bringing the weights down here into the man cave slash office slash recording studio. Now slash weight room. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got to find room for so them down here somewhere. So many slashes. Yeah. It's like a Freddy Krueger film around here. <laughs> Very funny. Thanks. Um, but yeah, so we got to, f- I, I, I got to find a spot for that. So that's going to be I already fun. found one, obviously, as I'm the one that We're gonna always see if has it works. to do that. We'll see if it works. If it oh, doesn't wow. work, then uh, we'll probably have to put it up your nose with a rubber hose. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> wow. Oh. <laughs> oh. I... Cannot even believe that you dare say that to me on air, no less. The guff I get for saying that to you, and you dare say it to me in this context. Oh, it's great. I have never. Oh, my God. She's fired up now, folks. She's I awake am now. fired up. <laughs> what else we got going on? Whew. Wow. Yeah. Well, we were trying to go downtown last week to Campus Martius in Detroit and see the Christmas tree, tree light up, go get a Coney and all that jazz. Stephen had filled up air in his tire earlier in the week. And as we were driving down, his tire gauge came on and his tire pressure was, his tire was basically flat. So we had to go to Discount Tire, which is where he has a warranty on his tire. So we drove about 100 miles per hour to get to Discount Tire before they closed at 6. I was gripping the door handle, <laughs> Naus- nauseous, just like cold sweat. <laughs> We're getting there, and he's like, you okay? I'm like, yep. He's like, are you sure? I'm like, yep. I'm thinking, why is he asking me? No, I'm not okay. 
He knows I'm not okay. I don't know why he's asking me. I need to stick my head out the car window right now like a dog. No, not okay. We get there. The car is basically in park. I go, just go in there. I'll follow. I'll follow. Get in there before it closes. He gets in there, and I'm just in the car, like, breathing and just. Get in there before it closes while I puke in the parking lot. Yeah. (laughs) For heaven's sakes. It's like, this is not how I thought I was going to be spending my evening. Yeah. Turns out, so I had a screw in the tire. You could see um, you could see the Phillips head of the screw. So the head was there. It was all the way into the tire. But about three inches down from that, I had a nail sticking out of the tire. So weird. I don't think I've ever seen one sticking out. Yeah. I, 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 I did, like Only the, you. Like Yahoo. somehow, almost like somehow the nail... The head of the nail was inside the tire, and then it was sticking out, but it was bent over to to go into the treads, in between the treads. I've never seen that before There's in my so life. So much like innuendo I could have done with that, yeah. but I'm going to just be an adult, and I'm going to move forward. <laughs> I'm just moving forward. Um. So, yeah, bizarre. Never seen that before. And, uh, yeah, so today we're recording on Monday, uh, Tuesday when this podcast comes out i'm supposed to my tire's supposed to be in on tuesday so i'll be going there and as with most things you know he bought this tire there's a warranty on it for them to replace but the guy's like oh we're gonna be phasing out these tires we got to get this one in from delaware but uh we'll be getting in these new tires if you want to buy a brand new set well no eric with a ck i don't want to buy a brand new set of tires so you pop that donut on we'll head on home (laughs) and you can place that order to delaware thank you and good day I'm, yeah, I mean they're phasing out my. I I, I get you know these. Uh, I think they're called uh, Grand Marshals or something like that, but they're O5s uh, and they're they've moved up to an O7 now. Of course and, they have. And he has. He's like, we don't have any control over yes, this. Yes, it's not CK's fault. I know, but nonetheless, yeah, he's the deliverer of the news. Yeah. So the next tires, and of course the next the new tires, they've gone up in price by about thirty five dollars a well, piece. Of so yay! Of course, my tires are not going to be one hundred and forty a piece. They're going to be one hundred and seventy five. Well, this one's going to be free and coming from Delaware. Yeah, this one will be free, which will be great. So, so but that was fun, and we didn't get to go to Detroit. So, speaking of driving around, you did some of that. I literally with your madre talking about. Oh, well, yeah, I guess I don't know that that. Okay, that segue threw me off. I didn't know about it. Um, so my mom and I had a shopping day on Friday. Um, that was the start of Stephen and I having Fridays off for the rest of the year, which is basically over anyway, so it doesn't even matter. But anyway. Yeah. So Plymouth does like this mistletoe market where they have like vendors and stuff on like Thursday evening and then also Friday and Friday evening. And so we went, they opened a new TJ Maxx by us in Northville and we went to that. Good, small, good, not the best. The best one, I think, is in Dearborn Heights, but that's just me. But it was good. I liked it. And then we went to Mistletoe Market, which was bigger than last year. They had more vendors and more little, like, booths and stuff set up. That's cool. Um, Which was good. Post a couple pictures of me and her. Got some cute ones. Yeah. And um, then we were like, do, do where else do we want to go? We went to a couple of shops in Plymouth. We went to a kitchen store in Plymouth, which I really like, but it's just incredibly overpriced. And I mean, I know it's Plymouth, but I remember I bought garland there a couple years ago for my banister. And I looked at the garland they have this year, which would be comparable to what I bought. And I'm telling you that that price is at least $10 more a strand than I paid because I know there's no way I paid what it was priced. Hmm. And I'm like, so we're walking around that store and I'm like, I just can't get over these prices. Like I've always thought the store was overpriced, but I still like to look around. But this is just like crazy. I just looked at my mom and I'm like, I'd rather just go to Home Goods. Like it's not like this is some artisan market where money goes to like villagers who have made these things or this or there's going to be a contribution that goes to like help people or something like this is just overpriced Plymouth wares like it's only because it's in Plymouth so that made us be like well then we should probably go to Canton so then we went to Home Goods. I got a really great poof from my family room I'm creating a reading nook because if you guys recall I created a reading nook in my bedroom but it became Sophia's bedroom her little (laughs) sleeping area so my reading nook was stolen so I'm trying again with the reading nook in my family room. So we went there, went to Target. Just we we were gone all day. 
and I did not think we were going to be gone that long. We left probably about 9.30, and we got home probably about like 4. Yeah, you guys were gone for We were for gone the whole day. Yeah. And then I got Steven texting me, oh, if you wanted to give me some Starbucks. Y'all, he has, he's Starbucks crazy. He's been Starbucks crazy since we got back from our trip. It's your fault. It's I not mine. had to get him Starbucks when we were out, and then he had a doctor appointment this morning, and on his way back, he's like, oh, which are your Starbucks orders did you want? I'm like, oh, my God. More Starbucks. I I mean, it's not my fault. I, I, I don't take responsibility for this. This is your fault. Oh, my gosh. This is your fault, 100%. Anyway, <laughs> it was nice to have some Starbucks this morning. Although it's weird because I worked from home today, and it makes me feel like it's Thursday or Friday, and mm. it's Monday, and that's sort of a real... That's a real bumsy. ...kick in the solar plexus, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, because you got to go in the office now three days in a row to end the week, right? I do. Ooh. Yeah, I have to go on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Yeah. So there's that. That sucks. But anyway, that was a great fun day with my mom. I had a blast. We always have a blast. Yeah. What did you do that day? Um, I had a gaming day. I like to have... <clears throat> I, d- I don't get a lot of time throughout the year to play video games consistently, but when it comes to vacation time towards the end of the year in November and December... I like to do that. That's just something uh, I like to do. And right now I'm going through uh, Star Wars Fallen Order, which is a game from 2019. Um, And it's following a a young Jedi Padawan being hunted after Order 66 um, from Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith. So um, you're this young Padawan and you got lightsaber and you're learning how learning how to use the force and all that kind of stuff, but also trying to escape, um, you know, the empire and stuff. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's a third person game. I like it. Um, there's, you know, puzzles and stuff. Cause I'm, I'm going places trying to, um, trying to unlock secrets and stuff like that of the Jedi order and all that kind of stuff. So there's all kinds of like puzzles and things to do when I get into places and, it's fun. The graphics are fantastic. Like, even your mom, before you guys left, your mom was like, oh, my gosh, this is a game that looks, like, so real. And I was like, yeah, like, it's – Games are legit now. now. Yeah, games are legit. And this is from 2019, so, I mean, like, it's a good four-year-old game, and it still looks legit, which they just released the sequel to it this year. So, some point next year, I'll probably get it. But, um, but yeah, I'm about – I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm probably about three-quarters of the way through it now. Um having a blast though i love it so i had i had a full gaming day and ate food and played with Soph for a while a couple times back and forth rough house with her a little bit because she'd get antsy or whatever and yeah it's just a nice relaxing day at home for me nice yeah you needed that you have a you know yeah after a long long day at work a long week at work i just like to you know sit relax at home that's what i like to do yeah you know yeah (laughs) <laughs> cool 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 yeah uh what did we do after that uh friday nothing we didn't do nothing no it was saturday saturday yeah saturday we hung out around the house and we went to thai bangkok with my parents which is a thai place in plymouth i'd never been to but it's like voted one of the best thai places in the area and i have never been there But it's in downtown Plymouth. It's very good. We haven't been out to dinner. I mean, we haven't really been out to dinner, period, in, like, forever. A little bit, yeah. Let alone with, like, other people. So it was nice to go out with my parents. It's been a while. Um, We hadn't really hung out with them in a while. So it was nice to go out, get some good food, and not be in, like, and it was Saturday. So, I don't know, probably about, like, 5. It was nice to be somewhere that we weren't, like, waiting. They do a lot of carry out there. So when we got there, we were the only people there. So a couple of the other tables filled up before we left. But it was nice to go somewhere and to be out and not be like waiting a half hour to get a table and waiting forever to get your food and like being able to get there and good service and great food. And it was good. I had a good time. Yeah, I never know what to get with Thai food. I never have any idea what to get. I have to look at everything on the menu. It's it's. Uh, it's a pain for me. I, I, You're I, a pain for me. I, I like Thai food, but I would rather go get Japanese food with with the choices. I, I'd rather have Japanese food if it's if it's me. So, because I end always, always end up getting something rice because the stuff with noodles. Like while I do love noodles, it never looks appealing to me. Um, 
You don't know anything, though. You never know what anything is. No. He, he doesn't know anything. It's not food that I ever had before I ever came to Michigan. Um, so, like, I, I've not had it that many times since being in Michigan, and it's just not something that I... I don't know. I, I'll eat it. I'll find something on the menu. Like I had, you know, fried rice or whatever that had, you know, a bunch of different stuff in it. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm more, I'd, I'd rather have, I'd rather have Chinese, Chinese, not Steven Chinese food. I'd rather have like Japanese food. a deer in the headlights. Like he never, never he's so weird about food. He doesn't know what a lot of stuff is. Like you guys know how he hates mayonnaise and relish, but loves tartar sauce. And like my mom and I were talking when we were waiting for our Starbucks order when we were shopping. And um, the lady asked me what kind of milk I wanted. And I said nonfat. <laughs> and my mom was like, we were talking about milk. And my mom was talking about how she, her great aunt once when she was younger asked her to go out and get homogenized milk. Now, I'd like to <laughs> show of hands who here knows what homogenized milk is. And I said to my mom, I'm like, Mom, I will bet you Stephen doesn't know what homogenized milk is. <laughs> and whenever I say stuff like that to my mom, she'll be like, Jessica, don't be mean to him. He don't say that. I'm like, Mom, this boy doesn't know anything. He lived in a bunker for most of his life. <laughs> and we get home and, and she's like, ask him. And so this was Saturday because after we went to dinner, they came over to watch some NXT wrestling we'll talk about later. So the four of us are sitting there and I was like, Steven, what does homogenized mean? And he was like, oh, I don't know. That doesn't even seem like a word I should even know about. I don't even know. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's whole milk, just like vitamin D, whole milk, homogenized milk. And he's like, oh, I don't know. He looked like, oh, I think I'm going to get in trouble if I know that word. I don't even know. Like, and I'm that like, that doesn't make any sense to me. And this is what I'm married to. Yeah. I, I was like, uh, can you can you say that in English, please? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so he is just real special. Is It's like in Elf when, like, Buddy's, like, not sure who he is, what's going on. And the guy's like, you're special. And then he's like, oh, man. And the other guy's like, good call with that special. You really saved the day calling him that. Good cover. And that's how I feel with Steven. Like, you're <laughs> special, buddy. You're just a real special guy. <laughs> <laughs> you're my little buddy, the elf. Real special. Oh, gosh. It's a compliment. Yeah. Sure. Yep. <laughs> anyway. Fun. Yeah. Oh, I do want to do a quick shout out. Kelly sent me these super cute earrings from um, a mom at the salon she works at made. Um, okay. I think it's Kai's Garden Clay. I don't know if she's got any social media. Kelly didn't get back to me because I was going to tag her. But they're super cute and they look like the um, holiday tree snack cakes from Little Debbie, like the white ones. Hmm. And oh my God, they're adorable. I'm going to post a picture of them. And also every time I look at them, I want to eat a little Debbie cake. Nice. And I don't have any. And I almost bought them at Target, but I was like, no, because then you're going to eat them. And then I got home and I was like, well, that was the point to eat them. So I should have bought them. That, is, that generally is the point of buying things that <sighs> are edible. It's just like back and forth, like a, the seesaw of life. Eat this, don't eat it. Eat this, don't eat it. <laughs> the seesaw of life. <laughs> that, sound, that sounds like the seesaw of Soph's life, I'll tell you that. <laughs> no, she just eats it. Yeah, she eats it or she's like sniffing it, trying to figure out what it is. Oh, don't eat that. Oh, okay, fine. Yeah. Good times. Anyway. Um, so in the uh, uh, quick sports update, do we have news this week? Do you have news? No, I don't know. You don't have any news? No, nothing's happening that uh, I care about. My, my news this week is that, uh, first off, the Lions uh, disappointed yet again and got Beaten by a team that only had four wins this season, the Chicago Bears. How can you be disappointed by the Lions when they're winning? Of course, they're going to lose a couple of games. Did they lose all of them like they've done before? No. No, but you got to understand, they were number two in the conference. They're now number six. They're dropping. They've lost they're games the in a row. They're the Lions. Yeah, but they're supposed to be a good team this year. You've got to learn to walk before you can run. Yeah. They haven't walked in years. Yeah, but they're they're uh, they're starting to fall apart slowly. They're starting to show signs of falling apart. Which the uh, commissioner for the NFL said that um, said that uh, the team that gets requested in most areas now to be watched is the Detroit Lions. 
Yeah, that's why I was just going to bring that up. So which is, I mean, which is interesting, it, and it's because they have potential. Yeah, they have potential, but they keep uh, shooting themselves in the foot. Well, maybe next week they won't. So, um, in other football news, uh, as we've been following the University of Michigan all year, um, during uh, last weekend, well, I guess uh, the weekend before that, it would have been December. December second. Wow, is yeah. that our whole music? Yeah, that was that our whole. That was something. gorgeous. Yep. Uh, so Michigan won the Big Ten championship. Uh, let's see, Texas oh, won the Big Twelve cha- championship. Alabama upset number one Georgia and won the SEC championship. And Florida State uh, beat Louisville to win the ACC championship. So the I in- love how it's called an upset. I just picture the other team just being like, "Oh shucks." I'm so upset. Um, in the case of Georgia, they had <laughs> lost. That was their first loss in almost three years. Probably something, upset. Something like that. Um, yeah, they're quite upset because <laughs> it kicked them out of the college playoff, and they're not going to get a championship chance this year. It's just funny to me. Um, so those guys, they uh, they got knocked down to number six. And they will be playing number five, uh, Florida State, in the Orange Bowl this year. But the two big games on January 1st that uh, that I'll be paying attention to are Alabama versus Michigan. Michigan being number one now, Alabama being number four. That is going to be the Rose Bowl. And uh, then the Sugar Bowl will be number three, Texas, versus number two, Washington. The winner of those two games will play each other on January 8th in the national championship game. This is weird because normally on New Year's Day in this house we watch movies. Yeah, and that, I mean, the Michigan game doesn't come on until 5 p.m., so we got all day. Oh, golly. Yep. Okay. Yep, we got all day. So I mean, I could go either way. I just thought it was going to be weird. Yeah, that's that's going to be uh that's going to be an important game. But it's game. good to know you're going to get everything you want, both things. The that makes me happy for the, you. The thing about this is and and for all the uh, Michigan fans out there, they're going to hate what I'm about to say. Um and that's the very simple truth of this. They're playing Alabama. Nick Saban, their coach, they've won 7 of the last 10 SEC championship games. They have several national titles over the course of those 10 years. Um they you cannot give Nick Saban a month to prepare for your team. I do not care how good your team is. He gets a month to prepare for you. You better be ready because he's his team's going to walk on you, like not I mean, even not even at running speed. They're going to jog and walk well, be right, it right over you. Fair to say that at this level, at this point, at this like tier of the game, getting to this point in the game. Like, it's on, no matter what team you are. It is, but Nick Saban's just next level. He's just next level. It's too much time for him to prepare. He's got too much game film to look at from all season, and he just he's an expert. He's the best coach in college football for the last 40 years. It's no question. The guy is amazing. I can't stand him. Like I hate Alabama and I hate him, but I have to give respect where it's where it's due, and it's the fact that regardless, he's like it's dangerous to be playing Alabama in the playoff. It just really is. Well, so only time will tell. So, all the all that we'll be able to tell are those four quarters. You so, can do whatever you want, but until you get on that field and you play that game. All all the mistakes that Michigan have made against teams that are not Alabama this year. I hope that they don't make those against Alabama because Alabama will capitalize and will squash them, and it will be ugly. The last time these two teams played, they played to start the season off, and they opened uh, at new in a neutral uh, site. They went to Dallas and started the first game of the college football season. This was, I don't know, four or five years ago, and uh, Alabama squashed them bad, mm. like put up like 50-something points on them. Like it was ugly. So, I hope I hope that this year that uh, Jim Harbaugh has got his team prepared, man. Because I don't want to see him to lose. A lot that of people Alabama. say Harbaugh. You're one of them. Yeah, it's Harbaugh. There's no L. I didn't say an L. I said Harbaugh. Okay, Billy Joel. <laughs> Very funny. Yeah. Very funny. Yep. Very funny. 
Uh-huh. Huh. Huh. Uh, yeah. Yep. You're you're a jerk. Well. You are a jerk. Uh, also on that day, LSU plays Wisconsin in the uh, Reliquest Bowl. Uh, it, it, it's just everybody gets a bowl name now. It's crazy all these sponsors. I can call you the Louis Bowl. Yeah. And uh, the Fiesta Bowl will be <laughs> Liberty versus Oregon, which... Uh, Man, I hope Oregon squashes them. That should be that should be a fun game. Anyways, are you from Portland? No, but I've been there. It's cool. Cool. It's a cool place to be. Cool. It's a cool place to be. That's all I got in the sports stuff. Excellente. You got anything in the album anniversary stuff? I got a handful. Because I know that you do. I got a handful of things in there that we can talk about if you want me to. I would love you to. <laughs> I cool. would honestly love it. Cool. Um. So in the year of your birth. In 1982. The glorious year. Shortly after you were born, uh, Bob Seger and the Silver Bullet Band released an album just for you called The Distance. Yeah, that was nice of him. Yeah. Twelfth album, by the way. Yeah. That's crazy that in 1982 he was releasing his twelfth album. Yeah, well. Yikes, man. And he, I mean, he didn't stop there, but. No. My my goodness. He was nowhere near done. I was like. No. Legal drinking age when I saw him in concert and he had just put out a new album. Insane. Yeah. Insane. This man is a machine, songwriting machine. Um, I mean, I've never, I don't think I've ever heard a bad Bob Seger song. Yeah. So, and I'm, I'm saying that being a Tennessee guy, I'm not a Homer uh, on the fact that, like, yeah, he's from Michigan and he doesn't write a anything homer. bad. You're not it's, a homer. It's one of those things of, like, I'm I'm from Tennessee and I respect the fact that Bob Seger's where it's at, man. He's yeah. good stuff. Um, Garth Brooks in 1994 released the album The Hits, which was originally a limited-time-only album, which is crazy. Can he just stop being the only Apple Music holdout? Can he just stop? <laughs> no one else does it. No one else... Just stop it now. He's on Amazon. Amazon stop Music. Stop it. I don't pay for that one. What's interesting to me is that he's on Amazon Music, but not on Apple Music. Yeah. There is no difference. No, you're stream. You, if you have succumbed to the streaming, then stream. Yeah. Like, you're the only one. I can't listen to any of it. Yeah. Like, it's, it's is crazy. Is it right? shameless? I don't know. I couldn't <laughs> even tell you. Yeah. Gosh. Um, in uh, keeping with uh, the 90s, in 1992, arguably the greatest hip-hop album of all time, Dr. Dre's The Chronic. Mm. Man. Yeah. 31 years old. I listened to that this that's week. The crazy, that's the craziest part to me because I feel like these things don't age. Yeah. Like, I, I don't often feel like I age, but I feel like these albums just stand that like that's it they're it like they didn't age they're frozen yep frozen in amber if you will yeah yeah i see what you did there (laughs) (laughs) but yeah it's just uh it's crazy because i i mean i was 12 when i heard this the first time and i didn't know what i was hearing like i i had heard in the in the late 80s i had heard like the fat boys and you know run dmc and mm-hmm. stuff like that and then here comes this is a little different here comes dr dre which yeah. uh, you know granted nwa had existed and i had heard the f the police i'd heard that song yeah. even though i wasn't supposed to but i didn't hear that album but the chronic came out and i i remember getting a copy of the chronic and listening to it you must have done that covertly because there would have <laughs> been some pearl clutching going on on tater town road i will tell you we weren't on tater town road when this came out oh. Uh, we were still over on Jackson Drive, but yeah, no, no man. Satertown Road has a better ring to it. Don't ruin it. That was good. I said what I said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, dang it. A few years later, in 1998, Busta Rhymes came out with Extinction Level Event, the Final World Front. I will say I have never listened to Busta Rhymes. Spoiler alert, guys! I don't always listen to everything on what? the anniversaries. I do my best, but unlike Stephen. Sometimes I'm in an office that plays ambient music as white noise because we see patients and I don't have the luxury of listening to what I want all day. Yeah. So, but I never knew that like Busta Rhymes and like Eminem were like fast rapping feud guys and they were like, who's quicker? You're quicker. I'm quicker. Like, I didn't know that was a thing until Steven told me recently. And they're, they don't even like feud. I don't think they care as much no. as everybody else cares about it. No. They're more just like having fun with it. Like, how can we elevate each other? I feel like, and everybody yeah. else is like, what? Who's better? 
Yeah, and, and and that's a that's a thing that you know we do in the music industry, anyways. People yeah. do that with guitarists and stuff like that, and in hip hop, it's about I think you that's know what people do. Period. Try to create conflict and yeah, yeah, and um, create animosity. Um, yeah, create um, competition. Yeah, and in the case of them too, like I've heard interviews where they talk up, they've talked about each other and inspired each other, that sort yeah. of thing, and pushing each other and. And and Buster Rhymes is one of those guys that when he showed up, he also wasn't the fastest rapper that it had come out at that time. There's there's the guy, uh, the rapper by the name of Twista that had come out that was really fast. There's Jazz O. Like there's several rappers that it, that were in the late '80s, early '90s. What about the Micro were... Machines man? <laughs> Would he be a contender? God. What? Oh, you're killing me, Smalls. Well, he... Uh, he was very fast. He was. He's an auctioneer, though I think. Well, that's 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 a, that that's a thing. Yeah, that's a thing see? that people don't understand. And and Busta Rhymes, I guess you could you could kind of say, well, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but he's kind of a hip hop auctioneer in a way because that dude is fast, man. You see, you mock me for Very my comments, fast. but then look at the elevation of the conversation. The boom. The the big single on this album was "Give Me Some More." And Give Me Some More was great. I watched a live uh, concert of him like earlier on when this came, when YouTube was like a new thing in the late 90s, early 2000s. I don't even remember a world without YouTube. Like I I watched a video of the crowd with Busta Rhymes and I've never seen a man on stage rap or do something lyrically in which the crowd moves with him. Cause in the song, like he stops for a second and like the crowd would freeze and then he would go back to boot saying stuff. And then they'd go back to moving like, man, I mean, he just, I'd love to see him live. Like he, he would be awesome to see live just with the way he moves the crowd with his rhythms and rhymes. But cool. anyways, one of his bigger albums, extinction level event, 25 years old. Uh, Project 86, band we talk about a lot on here, put out a live album in 2010. Uh, it's 13 years old now. It's crazy because this album, the band members on the album are not any of the original band members other than the lead singer, mm -hmm. but they're playing all of the bigger hits that the original band wrote and you played. You can get away with that as long as you have the lead singer. Yeah, you can get away with it. That's... Um, and it, and it, it sounds good. Mm -hmm. It sounds really good. Like I listened to it today. I, it's an album. I don't go back to many live albums all the time, but that's one I go back to cause I really like it. I like it a lot. Like it, it just, it just sounds, I like it. I like it a lot. It just sounds really good. Um, next up on the list, Folly Ado by fallout boy mm -hmm. is uh rocking 16 years old, which is crazy. That's weird, man. This is the last, in my opinion, the last good album that fallout boy put out. They did not put out a good album after this. There was maybe a handful of songs here and there that were okay. And but now, this is the last good album. Correct me if I'm wrong. They're still making music? They still are, unfortunately. That and I can't make it past a single because I just go, oh, it's, it's. Okay. All right. But they're not the Fallout Boy that was this band. This. They're not the Fallout Boy that I saw at where the Wild Things Are concert. What year would that have been? The year that they had the Where the Wild Things Are cool. concert. <laughs> Such a great, great, uh, great thing you had there. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> next up on the list, we have uh, Jay-Z's Unplugged, M MTV's Unplugged with the Roots Band, which, man. Jay-Z must have a lot of albums because I feel like he's on here every week. He's got a lot that come out in December, and we're not done. We got another one in like a week or two oh of one gosh, of his albums. Oh, my gosh, Jay-Z. Take a nap. Hip hop, for some reason, hip hop albums come out in November and December. That used to be a thing in the '90s of get it out at the end of the year when it's Christmas time. Is like a so you know people can buy it for gifts and stuff like that, and you get a lot more purchases at the end of the year. So that's what hip hop did. That mm -hmm. was just that's just the way it was. Um, and now not so much, but a lot of Jay Z's albums end up being in November and December. But this album, live album, live in studio. There's probably 200 people. Uh, for for a crowd in the room and it's him and the roots band and they take his songs man and they bring every single sound that's on his tracks and make it real with real instruments and the roots are so talented they man. are great they are extremely underrated it's crazy to me that they're jimmy fallon's band they have the best gig in the world that's so crazy to me that it's like literally the roots that yes. are his band on his late night show yes like 
really? How did you swing that? They have the best gig on late night television. But also late night television. Like, how did you guys get the roots? Yeah, I I don't know. Like, who dreamt up that deal? No. How did they make it work? It's that's mind boggling to me. Exactly. It's crazy. The first time I saw it, I was like, the roots, the roots. Like yeah. what? Yep. Yep. And when, is this some kind of faux roots? And sometimes I tune in to the Tonight Show just to hear the band. Yeah, because they're that. that good. They are. They're very cool. Oh, they're so good, man. And they've done they've done a lot of stuff. But with this album, I I go back and listen to this album. I like it. Like it's it's uh, it it was live, so Jay Z doesn't like curse on the album and stuff. He he substitutes words in yeah. and stuff like that. So it's actually you know. Uh, aside from the subject matter, it's word wise, it's it's sometimes safe. Sometimes I to like listen to. the substitutions better. Sometimes there's yeah, been sometimes, like yeah. I've heard a radio edit song, not really realizing, and then I've heard the track on the album, and I'm like, oh, I don't like, I like it better. Like it doesn't have to be. Yep. What else do you got? How many so, more you got? I got one, one more left. Okay. And that is uh, the first EP after two albums from one Dashboard Confessional, So Impossible. A four-song EP that so impossible to believe this guy. Oh my gosh! Holy. This this out this was one of my favorites. It's literally just him and an acoustic guitar. There's nothing else. There's no drums, no bass. It's just him writing songs, um, and it it's fantastic. Now well, there there are two albums that we have uh, that will come into the reviews this week. I am reviewing Dashboard's Live MTV Unplugged 2.0, and Jess is reviewing. John, I'm not sure what to think about you, Mayor's The Village Sessions. Yes, correct. So we'll be putting those up this week on uh, Wednesday and Friday. Uh, but I'll talk more. Uh, you'll get to read more about how I feel about Dashboard and whatnot in that review. But cool. that's what I got for that. Cool, cool. We got a few minutes left. We can uh, talk about some of Stephen's wrestling. Yeah. We had, like I said, we had my parents over Friday for some cocktails and some headlocks. <laughs> headlocks TV cocktails at our house. Not to be confused. <laughs> Wasn't the other way around. That just makes me think of the movie Four Christmases. When, <laughs> yeah, when Vince Vaughn, it wasn't like that. When Vince Vaughn goes home to his dad's house with Robert Duvall's his dad and um, John Favreau's his brother and his yeah. brother just Isn't beats... Isn't Tim McGraw one of his brothers too? Yeah, and they just beat the crap out of him and put him in a headlock and give him a noogie and all I, this kind of stuff. Oh I, my gosh. I liked that movie, but I wanted to like it more. Like I wanted it to be something better. But yeah, that's funny. That's not what happened at our house on Saturday evening. I liked it because I felt like the ending was realistic. What did they do? Did they just leave? They After everything that happened, they were like, yeah, we were right with everything we did all along and we're out of here. I don't think they stay together in the end. That's the breakup. I think that Four Christmases is the same way that like they didn't end up staying together. And I think that's what's part of it that that I liked about it, if I remember right, which I could be totally mixing it up with the breakup. I think you are. Am I? I oh, now I gotta. Oh. Now we gotta rewatch that movie this no, year and I then knew come back. No, I see that. And I don't wanna. <laughs> <laughs> the movie's great, though. It's I think very great. funny. See, that's the thing with you. Everything's great. Everything's brilliant. You love everything. I can't I go could, by you. Hey, you know what? I could spend a lot of time talking about the stuff that I don't like, but I feel like when this podcast, people that are tuning in, they probably don't want to hear a lot of complaints and, and BS and garbage and, and talking about stuff that we don't like. I feel like... Yes, they you, stay together, but they still go on their trip, but they have... Um, a, it goes like a year later or something. They have a kid, but they hid it from their parents. And oh. I think there's like a news crew that catches them with like their kid. Oh, trying it's to kind get, of, go off yeah. on their trip. So it's terrible. Yeah. But, uh, you know, uh, as, as I was just saying, I feel like people, you can look online and you can find anything bad that you want to find. That's yeah. why I don't talk about stuff that I don't care about. I know. I only talk about the stuff that I like. So, yeah, if I'm talking about it, I probably like it. You know? You know. That's just what it is. On to someone else that you like that I don't. Um, So we watched uh, NXT Deadline. Now, uh, NXT is the third brand for WWE. It's their developmental brand, and it's... Headed up by the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. Yep, 
he he runs still, such, still a sexy boy. <laughs> <laughs> him and uh, him and Matt Bloom uh, are the two main guys that uh, that are running it down there uh, in Orlando, and you know it, it's it's had some ebbs and flows, but I think. I think where they are at right now is is on a very good run. They are getting they, they're they getting are. more viewers every week. You can blame the biggest ebb on Vince McMahon. Yes. One the 100%. flow was Triple H. The biggest ebb was Vince McMahon and they have been working to get out of that ebb and are finally getting to more of a flow. Yeah, I I think they're starting to get opinion. to where Triple H wanted it to be to begin with where it was talked about on Raw, talked about on SmackDown. NXT more, references those shows. It's all more cohesive. Yeah. You got people that are going back and forth. You'll have somebody from the main roster that will show up on NXT to help, you know, help the talent down like, there. Like um Who's doing a run right now? Um, football player guy, bald head. Oh, uh, uh, Bar- Baron Corbin. Yeah. He was in the main event for yeah. NXT. Uh, we'll He's get to that in a second. Uh, but yeah, and then CM Punk. CM Punk showed up to Deadline. I cannot. I literally cannot stand this man. <laughs> uh, I... I like what's happening. Of course you do. I know you do. And that's like totally it. fine. A lot of people like it. There is just something about him that I just, I don't buy it. <laughs> I don't buy it. I like him better than when he was in AEW. I like it better so far. But I just, the interesting if thing, I was given the opportunity to flick him away, I would. The interesting thing is, is that the reports why he was at AEW was all about what's happening backstage and how it's all these animosity and blah, 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 blah. And now they're reporting, you know, that him and Triple H get along. Him and Shawn Michaels get along. Everybody's getting along. He's not hiding away in some room. Like, he's not sequestering himself away. Well, he's actually hanging out with a talent and stuff. AEW is and, a rowdy frat house. And and you said to me, she, you were like, him getting along with Triple H is not news. And I was like, well, technically it is. Because the, the way he's been painted while he was over in AEW is being this cancer, this bad guy. And... All this is doing is making AEW for their backstage antics look worse. Well, and if I can expound a little bit more on what I meant by that, what I meant was if that wasn't the case, this wouldn't be happening. Correct. Because Triple H is a professional. Triple H doesn't need CM Punk. Correct. CM Punk is beneficial for Triple H and WWE, but they don't need him. Yep. CM Punk needs WWE. Correct. So this is, you know, if Triple H couldn't figure out a way to make it beneficial for him, for them to agree on terms, for them to have a, you know, a a better relationship, he wouldn't be doing it. So to me, that's what I meant by that. But you are, you are correct. I mean, AEW is like Lord of the Flies is how I think of it. It is the kids running the, it's the patients running the asylum. That place is a hot mess. It has some incredible talent and it has no leadership. It is a hot mess. WWE is a professional organization that has been around for decades. Has it been perfect every time? No. Has the leadership been perfect every time? No. Right now it is in a sweet spot and it is doing really well. And AEW is in nowhere able to compare itself to it even if AEW is doing well it is in nowhere no way able to compare itself to it but AEW is going to fall apart at some point I mean they're they're starting to show cracks they've got more people that are leaving yep you know more people that were doing stuff behind the scenes that were leaving yeah um but so Punk showed up to start the show with Shawn Michaels yes uh for the pay-per-view the pre-show had my God, man, the pre-show, WWE does this thing. So they have guys that can do the high-flying stuff, the high-flying, um, off-the-top rope, uh, Lucha Libre-style wrestling. They have these guys that can do this, but they showcase it yeah. when they do it. They Make don't it have matter. it. Yes, they don't have it in every single match. And the kickoff show had Axiom versus Nathan Frazier. Axiom spelled A-X-I-O-M. Um, these two guys were part of the NXT UK before that was closed down earlier this year. Um, or maybe it might've been last year. Actually, I think it's been closed down for almost a year now. Um, these two guys are phenomenal. 
absolutely phenomenal. Um, they, they have no wasted motion. They're both in incredible shape. The stuff they do, I, I can't even, like, to try to describe it to somebody that's never watched wrestling before, is uh, it's impossible to do. It's almost like, I don't, I don't mean to say this in how it might sound, but it's almost so effortless looking that it's almost less impressive than it should be. Does that make sense? Like there's it, they're so good at it and they make it look so effortless that you're like almost not as impressed as you should be at what these guys can do. And, and, or in a way forgetting how much, how much danger they're actually putting themselves in doing what they're doing. They make it look effortless. Yeah. They make it look easy. Exactly. Um, and man, I, I like them both. I've liked them both. I've, I've, I've watched them, like I said, in the NXT UK for several years. They're both fantastic. And uh, Nathan Frazier went to Seth Rollins wrestling school um, before he was signed with WWE. And you can tell there's some of the stuff he does that I'm like, oh, he got he got that footwork from from Seth Rollins, which is cool. Uh, but that match was great. Then uh, we got, you know, Shawn Michaels and CM Punk to start the show. And then next up was uh, the match to start off the show, which was Dragon Lee versus uh, Dominic Mysterio for the North American Championship. And Dragon Lee is out of Mexico. He's a Lucha Libre. He wears a mask like Axiom wears a mask. Um, Like Dominic's dad. Like Dominic's dad, Rey Mysterio, which Rey Mysterio was on commentary Mm -hmm. in Dragon Lee's corner because they're still got Dominic and, and Rey, you know, not on the same page, you well, know, yeah. fighting or whatever. Dom's a jerk, man. And Dominic lost the title. I was surprised that that's the route that they went, but it was a great match. Like it was a well-told story. Um, it looked like several times in there that that Dominic had it in the bag, like he was going to win, I no s- problem. I still am and just, man, it was great. The I want. I just want to know who came up with the Dominic Mysterio just the storyline the character it's just yeah to take something that was so terrible that everyone just hated and nobody wanted to ever see and to turn it into something that is one of the best things going in wwe is like it's just i think it just goes to show that like no matter what there's always a chance to hit it. No matter how bad your character is, how much the fans don't like you, in in not like a good heel way, but legitimately don't like you, like you're not getting over. Just in life, like anything can shift on a, not to get all, but like anything can shift on yep. in like one move or one one choice or one change or one domino. Any Everything can just change. Yep, and he's... He's must see. Yeah. He gets a reaction when he comes out, man. He gets booed like oh crazy. It's, it's fantastic. Hilarious. It's fantastic. Sorry, go ahead. I didn't mean I just um it always amazes me. So uh I'm gonna go through the singles matches first and then the Iron Survivor Challenge last. Um the uh the other singles match for the guys that we saw was Carmelo Hayes versus Lexus King. Lexus King is uh in real life he's uh Brian Pillman Jr. He's the son of the late uh Brian Pillman. And uh, he was a, a, a great wrestler in the 80s and 90s, one of the first guys I ever saw flying, Brian Pillman. I, I loved him. He was great. Um, his son looks just like him, but he was in he AEW does. for a very long time, by about two years, three years of, of their of their run. And uh, he wasn't getting over. It wasn't it anything was for him. It was bad. And he's had, I think, three matches on TV now as Lexus King. This was his first pay-per-view, and it is night and day difference, man. I mean, he is great right mm-hmm. now. Like, just a presentation, yeah. his moves, like, he's, you can tell he's come so far his just in the last in the three ring, months. His confidence in the ring, too, he has, like, more. Oh, yeah, he's got more confidence. Yeah. Um, his hair's different. His facial hair's different. I don't like, much care for it, but I get it. Yeah, he's got some swagger to himself. Yeah, he's got like a little cockiness. Yep, he's fantastic. And uh, he lost to Carmelo Hayes. And Carlo, Carmelo Hayes, I've been saying this for the last, uh, probably going on two years, Carmelo Hayes is the number one guy in NXT. and has been for a while. Yeah. Um, and he's going to be on SmackDown on Friday night in a match. 
which is going to be great because he's starting to make his way onto the main roster and the main people that watch SmackDown and Raw are going to start to see Carmelo Hayes and he is a sight to behold, let I me tell you. I feel like they got to move him up because I don't feel like there's room for both him and like Trick on NXT. On his way out, he's probably going to work with Trick. Yeah, and Tr- I think that's the right move yeah. for sure. Yeah, for sure because Trick needs that needs that spot yeah. and they're going to they're gonna work it that way. Um, the ladies had a singles match. There was Kiana Dreams versus Roxanne Perez in a steel cage. Now, I I always like steel cage matches. I watched those in the 80s. I remember seeing Hulk and Andre in a cage. I remember seeing um, Jimmy Snuka jump off the cage when I was a kid. Oh God, Jimmy Snuka. Um, you know, I, I remember, you know, seeing, you know, various different cage matches when I was a kid. Like, it, it was always just an interesting, oh, my gosh, these guys can't get out of here sort of thing. Speaking of the um, 80s, Kiana James' character reminds me of the 80s. Yeah. Yeah, she's that, a little bit. Like, she's like a CEO. The, yeah. And, and um, man, somebody else who's come a long way in the last year, that that girl can wrestle. She is showing out. It's it's great. I'm I not, like I like it. There's something about Roxy and Perez I'm not really – Roxanne Perez. I don't know if I feel like she's stalled or. There's been a little bit of that. Yeah. Uh, for me, when she's being the nice girl, I don't like it. Like her smile's too big. I hate to say that, but it's like, um, it's like she's too. Yep, that was me. It's like she's too sweet and sugar plum fairy. Like. Yep. Like just. It doesn't come across well, I guess. But when she gets mad and she comes across gritty and the look on her face that's changes. A better, that's a better route for her. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, I believe it. When yeah. she gets mad and she's like, you know, talking about how she's going to take somebody out. I'm like, all right, I'm on. And she's a baby face. But baby faces can do that. Yeah. That's totally fine. And I just wish they would let her tap more into that. Yeah. Because it's more believable. It comes across more genuine that way. Yeah. I feel like uh, the nice girl, uh, the nice girl thing is it, it, it's. We don't like nice girls around here. It's not That's that. That's not our thing in this house. It's not that. I'm it's kidding. just it's it just some. I don't know. In the wrestling business, it. You have to gravitate to what yourself is and turn that up. Yeah. That's what worked for The Rock, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Um, well, I mean, maybe she's you know, really nice, but maybe she needs to turn it down a little. Uh, she might need to turn that part down, but turn yeah. up something else, yeah. you know. And that's that's why she's still in NXT. They're yeah. figure, they're moving those yeah, levels. Yeah, she's definitely not ready to. From which a, is which is interesting because she's been there longer than a certain someone who is probably more ready to go up. The thing is, is Roxanne Perez, from a talent perspective, is ready to be on the main roster. But yeah, her, but, but her character's not you've there. You've got to be the total package to get on the main roster. you got to have both. Um, the NXT Championship was defended by Ilya Dragunov versus, versus Baron Corbin, as we mentioned a little while ago. Dragunov is absolutely, I mean, this dude, he is one tough SOB, man. My gosh, when he's in a match, it looks like a legit fight. It looks like a legit fight when he's in a match. Like, he is in such physical peak condition right now. Like, it's insane, the stuff that he does in the ring and how, like, he just, I don't know, man. He just looks like an absolute force in the ring. It's fantastic. Like, I can't take my eyes off the screen when he's on the screen in a match. He is so good. Like, if if he's, like, basically adrenaline, like full, full tilt adrenaline, that's what he is, just, like, liquid adrenaline in a body form in a match because he does not his cardio is insane like he's just it's fantastic he's one of the most uh realistic and believable guys and the thing is i'll say this and this will get your attention is that i used to feel that way about john moxley in aew okay i used to feel like when moxley came out he was nothing but adrenaline yeah and he's not so much that anymore, but no. Ilya Dragunov, I've been watching him now for three years, maybe even four, and he has never changed. 
when yeah. he is intensity at its highest form when he's when that bell rings. Moxley is an interesting situation though because he was an alcoholic and yep. so who knows how much of what was. Yeah. I also just think he seemed a little wacky, whereas Dragunov just seems like intense. Yeah. And even when Moxley was Dean Ambrose over in WWE, he was still that. But once again, as you said, I, I, I don't know yeah. how much of that was was part of his addiction or not. Yeah. I don't know. There's there's some separation there, and I don't know what that is. Uh, but Dragunov and Baron Corbin, I can't say enough about Baron Corbin. That dude ha- is has been on WrestleMania many times. The dude at one point was the top heel in the company. Um He's fantastic. The dude's never had a bad match. I've not seen a bad match out of him. He's a former football player. He played for, I believe he played for the Cardinals. Um, he was a offensive lineman, I think, or a defensive tackle. He was a big dude. He's lost, you know, he's lost like 100 pounds since being in the NFL and being with NXT and then the main roster and then back in NXT again. But he's fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. So yeah. uh, Ilya Dragunov, Putting uh, that notch on his belt of Baron Corbin is a is a big deal. It's a really big deal. Um, so the two big matches for Deadline is they have this match where basically there's a clock ticking up to 25 minutes. You have five people in the match. So for the women's match, you have five women. For the men's match, you have five men. You have 25 minutes to get the most pinfalls that you can. Um, and that's the main part that matters. I'm not going to go on the rest, but that's the main part yeah. that matters. Um, in the men's match, it was won by Trick Williams. That was something. Like he was down. He was down. They yeah. made him come from underneath in like the best way I think there possible. Was like forty seconds left. Yes, absolutely. Forty seconds left. He had he had zero points on the board, and then he proceeded to pin four people to win, and it was absolutely phenomenal. Because I was like. This is crazy. We got a minute and a half left because that's the other thing. When you take, when you get pinned, you get, you spend ninety seconds in a penalty box, so you can't mm-hmm. wrestle at all for ninety seconds. And it had like three minutes left, and he got pinned. And I was like, "What are they doing? He's got no points. He's going into the penalty box, and when he comes out, he's going to have a minute and a half, and I'm he's like, got how no pinfalls." End him on zero. I was like, that's crazy. He's like crazy. the next big push in NXT. Yeah. Um, when Braun Breaker came into the match, I thought one of the best parts in the match, he came out and speared a guy, pin one, two, three. P- speared a guy, pin one, two, three. <laughs> speared a third guy, one, two, three. And then it's him and Trick Williams, because Trick Williams wasn't actually in the ring at the time. So the other three guys have to go to the penalty box, and now you got Breaker versus... Uh, Trick Williams for 90 seconds. That was a great spot in the match, in my opinion. I was like, when Braun Breaker comes into this match, he has got to be an absolute machine. Like, he's got to be a Mack truck and just run people over, and that's what they did, and it was entertaining as all get out, man. It was fantastic. Uh, but Trick Williams, Trick, he's he is the next NXT star. He is taking oh, 100%. over. 100%. He has taken 100%. over. 100%. Crowd loves him. That's why we're both like, there's no way he'll end on zero. Yeah. There's literally no way. Yeah. And, but, when the, and when the pay-per-view was over, I was still singing, well, that trick. I don't feel well, comfortable. Oh, my gosh, it. man. Like, his music like some is of those so cool. Chants, I just don't. Oh, my gosh. He's got a T-shirt that says, whoop that trick you on it. can't get that one. Oh, my gosh. It's so funny. Um, But... uh. Yeah, fantastic. Now on the women's side, um, the women's side was I one. I literally don't remember who won. Blair Devonport. Oh yeah, another former NXT UK uh, with Corella Deville hair. Yeah. Oh my gosh, she's fantastic. Yeah. Um, her she is now. I felt bad for Hello Halloway Malloway Harmony. Harmony. Um. There was Tiffany Stratton. Nope. The girl from MSU. Uh, the girl from MSU. That was... Lon, Lalani? Lalanami? Nope. Give me a second. I'm scrolling. So there um, was Blair no. Davenport, <laughs> Tiffany Stratton, Lash Legend, Fallon. Fallon Henley, and the last person was Kalani Jordan. Kalani. I was very close. Kalani Jordan is new. I've. You could tell she was new. 
You could tell she wasn't going to win, but I felt like she looked like the scrappy little one who was like giving it her all. Yep. Like I felt like, oh my God, I hope they're working with her in the back. She didn't get one pin. She's the only one out of both matches that didn't get at least one pin, which I thought was kind of crappy. I think she could have gotten at least one. Um, But I was like, I was watching her and I felt like it was like a little animated movie where there's like one little puppy <laughs> who couldn't even get a little piece of kibble. That is what I saw. And I was like, oh my gosh, like... This poor girl, I felt like she was just trying everything she could. The thing is, is that um, she was in the women's breakout tournament. Yeah. And she made it to the finals and she lost. Um, She's the one that was on the pay-per-view, not the girl who won the breakout tournament. That's the interesting part. Well, that's part of like, so you're watching old NXT episodes while you're on the treadmill now. And you're watching... Like a one of the girls come out to be the jobber, yep. And the girl that they brought out that they are pushing as like the next big thing, you have no idea who she is now in the future. But the jobber became like the big thing, yeah. So you never know. You never know. Uh, but yeah. So Kalani Jordan being in this match with these five other women that have been on NXT for quite a while was a good spot for her. She got to work right. with four no, four uh, girls. I know. But, I just was and and I her just... not getting a pin. There's a couple of things uh, to pull the curtain back just a little bit. There's a couple of things there that that does, and that is how does she react when she goes back through the curtain as a person to the way she was booked. There's a lot to that. There's a lot to say with that, and that's part of the business as well. Is how do you react to losing? How do yeah. you react to not not being the person that she goes just over? Sad. And you know, like, and that was probably part of what she was supposed I to do. Know. Well, she got me. Yeah, like she, she got me, and I'm like and rooting for her. I'm like, I want to exactly. see her improve. I want them to work with her back there. Her her. Her outfit moved in the back. Her tag was coming out of her bra. I was like, can this girl catch a break? <laughs> <laughs> now, um, in all that, we got Fallon Henley. She's the uh, country bartender girl, which I feel like also is like an 80s wrestling type of gimmick, uh, which is cool. I She has come a long way in the last year. Um, we mentioned that uh, Last Legend. Last Legend actually looked really good in this match. This was the first yeah. time that I've seen her, and I wasn't like, oh, my gosh, I wish I could fast forward. Yeah. She actually looked really good in this match. They made her look like a beast. She's bigger than all these girls. Yeah. She's taller. Um, her quads. When she yeah. first came in and lifted, like, all of them and had, like, a partial, like, squat, I was yeah. like, her quad looks like if I put, like, my, like, arms together. Or, yeah. like, if I, like... Yeah. If she's, I put my quads together, actually. Yeah, I mean, she's former WNBA athlete. Like, she is, she's a legit athlete. It's just her character doesn't work for me. But her in-ring work is definitely getting better. Because I, I even said to your dad, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is, like, the worst. She's been the worst for a while. And she proved me wrong. Yeah. And I'll, I'll I'll eat crow over that one. I'll eat my hat or whatever I think there was one move that didn't land. Yeah, but other than that, yeah. she did she did fantastic. So the next time they she has did. a match, the next time she has a match on NXT, I'll be watching it. Yeah. I won't be fast forwarding because I know now that she's she's getting better. Yeah. Um, Tiffany Stratton. There is there is not much that one can say about Tiffany Stratton other than this girl is destined for the main roster. Yeah. Absolutely destined for the main roster. She has everything. She has it. She has the character. She has the ability in the ring. She's already a former NXT Women's Champion. And all the women in this match, just being in the ring with her, she brings them up to another level. And that's where she's at. And even Charlotte Flair um, on the main roster at a a press conference, when they asked her you know, what she feels about uh, the women in the WWE – she said Tiffany Stratton is the future of WWE. Yeah. And that is the highest regard yeah. that you could probably ever get from somebody like Charlotte Flair. 
Um, and because Tif- Tiffany Stratton is the total package, it's like yes. when we were talking about Roxanne Perez. Roxanne Perez was there before Tiffany Stratton was there. Yep. And she's very talented, but Tiffany Stratton has the attitude, the character, and the moves. I mean, honestly, Tiffany Stratton's the next Charlotte Flair. She's pretty close. Like, yeah. I, she's, for those she's, of us who are like flared out, there's. She's she's that next big yeah next big thing, um, Blair Davenport winning her character has got a little bit more work to do I think uh, her in ring ability is there's no question about that her in ring ability she's been doing this longer than everybody that was in that match with her combined um, she has done her work in New Japan it, it, all across the UK like all across Europe she's been doing this business for a long time and it shows. Um, I'm interested to see what her next thing will be, which is being the number one contender. She's going to get a title shot. So that'll be fun. Um, and with trick Williams winning his match, he gets a shot at Ilya Dragunov for the NXT title. So this pay-per-view all in all, I give it at least four out of five stars on the fact that they, they pushed this brand and they really pushed hard their first NXT of the year on January 2nd of like, Hey, the fallout from this pay-per-view is going to be here. You know? I mean, I went to bed early, and I don't even know what I missed going you on. You only missed the Dragunov match. Oh, okay. Yeah, that okay. was it. Oh, that's right. I did. Okay. And after that match was over, Dragunov is, you know, bruised and beaten and, and you know, barely standing there with his title. And Trick Williams' music hits, and he walk, starts walking down the aisle, pointing at him, going, you know, showing the – putting the – Doing his arms the uh, discount double check. Gotcha. <laughs> Saying that belt's mine. That's how they went off the air. So cool. Uh, all in all, great pay per view. I, right. I had a good time. I awesome. I like NXT more than I like everything else, though. That's just because I like seeing the growth. I see you see so much more growth watching something like NXT yeah. versus the main roster because the main roster is more about stories, whereas NXT, it's about stories, but it's also about watching these people grow and learn yeah. how to do stuff, and I really enjoy that. So. I like, too. My parents are over for most of it. They left a little early, but it was nice having them over and having a couple of drinks and hanging out with them, and yeah. Soph loves having them over, and so that's uh, always fun. Well, of course, she loves having them over, yeah. yeah. And she so. got to see them technically twice because they came over, then we went to dinner, and then they came yeah. back. so that was awesome. So. But, yeah, so I think that's it. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, WordPress, if we can just say at gmail.com. Got our posts going up. we got a couple blogs going up. You can find all that on our social media posts. Like, listen, subscribe, share, tell a friend, tell a family member. Tell everybody that you can. Shout it from the rooftops, rent a plane, get a name out there. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, in a plane. <laughs> hey, Chris has got a plane. Yeah, Chris, run a plane. Get your plane up there. Get a sign up yeah. there for us, Chris. Awesome. Perfect. Fly around the country. Yeah, when we go to dinner, but we'll put a banner. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I believe that's all we can say this week. Bye, y'all. <laughs>